This podcast is a production of America Matters Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the America Matters Media Podcast Network by visiting americamatters.us. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review at your favorite place to download podcasts. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers, although we think they should. But that's the opinion of America Matters Media. Listeners and watchers out there, thank you so much for joining us this morning. I am Anita Foster, your host, and this is Business Connections with Anita, and I have my co-host Christian Meyer with us. Good morning, Christian. Good morning. Also joining us this morning, Steve Jones is back with us from ECS Development, and he's introduced us, Christian, to Naomi Dewar. She is a Ward 2 City Council seat. And she's here to discuss with us uh, her proposal that she gave to the governor about rents oh, and mortgages and stuff. And um, we can't thank him enough for introducing us to her. We are practicing our social distancing, so she'll be coming in studio here at the half-hour mark. Perfect. And, yeah, we're sitting her as far away from you as uh, humanly possible. <laughs> yes, once we get in here. Huh? Yep, in our very well-sanitized studio. Yep. And um, so... the. I have a couple things to say. I got a, a text message from uh, Ted Harrell out there in Indiana. He just wants to remind folks to please to help take care of the elderly, get them food, go to the grocery store. Um, I know that he's helping out at the VFW, and we thank him so much for doing that. Oh, that's great. And giving of his heart. I've known him uh, since 1977, Christian. Wow. And so uh, we're glad to have folks like that out there helping our communities in other states and uh the other thing is I'm going to be making a video for our uh, friends in Uganda about social distancing and sanitation and things like that to hopefully slow the spread right there in, in Uganda. So Good. we are helping worldwide, and I'll be making that um, video for them after I get off the show today. So right um, right. just want to mention those two things. And what do we have coming up at the half-hour mark? Yeah, so as we do every week, uh, you know, we've got our keyword Text in to 775-237-2266. Be ready for that keyword, and you'll get a uh, piece of Business Connections with Anita swag. So it's usually a, yep. a, a customized sweatshirt with your name on it. Usually, yep. I have mugs, too. You know, I, th- I was going to get us some coffee mugs, Christian, one of these days, and uh, we can spore around our logo. Oh, very cool, yeah. <laughs> that would be cool, wouldn't it? Yes. But, you know, t- today our topic is going to be about how to move forward in a time like this uh, with this shutdown and the uncertain times. Um, we immediately started seeing folks, um, noticing folks about giving notices about their rent. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that kind of stirred up a lot of uh, a scare 
for people, especially ones that haven't been um, in that situation before. It can be very terrifying to lose your job and have the, you know, everything coming down on you at once. Yeah, rent, bills, car, you name it. And, you know, most of those things you would assume still need to be paid. Yep, and I did see, uh, I don't know, it came out the same day that, uh, you know, we were all told to stay home pretty much. And this letter comes out, and I sent it over to the news channel, and I said this needed to be addressed. Uh, I said people are already under extreme stressed situations, and this is not a way to help them. And it wasn't long after I posted that letter and shared it, it was removed. Interesting. Okay. Mm, Like a hot potato. And I still have the letter. And uh, Steve, I think, has a copy of it, too. Um, Actually, I saw it off of a post he posted. So, you know, for those people that are in properties that are are able to help or do what they can, we're going to hear more from Naomi on this. But um, think about how you want to be thought of when we come out of this. Are you somebody that people can trust and lean on in hard times and work through and be a lot longer tenant or you know, supplier to your mortgage company with their payments that they've been on time with all this time. And now, you know, the uncertainty, you know, um, the things that you did before this crisis, did you really think about where you went, how you did it? You know, we are, we are so used to the instant gratification. Now we're all sitting at home. You know, our walls are closing in on us. I told Mara the other day, I said, (laughs) I said, we're living in a three-car garage. <laughs> if I pulled three SUVs in there, that's what we live in. You know, it's a yeah. nice a nice place, you know. Um, but, that, you know, now people are wanting proof that the coronavirus has affected your employment so that you can get a, 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 a payment agreement. Well, and even and that. And I understand, Christian. But if you're self-employed, it's real hard to come up with a letter from your employer saying that you're out of business. Well, and there's a big difference between direct effect and secondary effect. Mm-hmm. You know, for us here at the station, you know, we, there's businesses that, uh, you know, we've we've lost some advertising because, you know, they they got to pull back. They got to pull the back. That's the first thing they cut yeah. off, not so, realizing that's the one thing that's going to save them through this. Yes, but that's a secondary effect to somebody's income as opposed to directly losing your job. Right. Right. And, and, um, you know, like we, uh, have some comments from our people on the question that I put out there to Facebook and, uh, we're going to share and reading those to you or whatever we're doing here this morning. We have Steve Jones from ES, ECS development. He's on the phone with us and, um, Naomi's waiting to come on and we'll be back, uh, after the message break with Rough Riders to see what's going on in there. In your organization with the unadoptables and um, rents due today, right? That's what's on my mind. It's the first. So yep. what's your solution? We want to hear from you. You can call us toll-free anywhere worldwide, 844-790-8255. We'd love to hear what's going on in your part of the world uh, with the virus and uh, how we can help you stay safe. We got to fight this invisible enemy. Exactly. And uh, if you want to see more about me, you can do that at afdesigns.online. And you can see our merchandise store at businessconnectionswithanita.com. 
Stay with us. we got a lot, lot of good stuff coming up. We'll be right back after these messages. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now back to the show. Welcome back, radio friends. This is Business Connections with Anita on another beautiful Wednesday morning. It's starting to look like spring out there finally. Finally. And, uh, yeah, we didn't have much of a winter, but uh, I I love spring. Uh, Catch us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. You can also get us anywhere you get podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it, we are there. Uh, What we do every week at this time is talk about Rough Riders, my dog rescue nonprofit, any information you want on what we do, how we operate, you can find over at roughwriters.org. That's R-U-F-F, writers.org. We have uh, one dog stand, still standing, Bubba, who is with our friend Brittany Straw over at Inline Canine Academy, still looking for a good home for him, either foster or adoption. He does need to be the only dog in the household. Uh, he's gone through months and months of board and train, uh, a, a great, well-adjusted dog, but we want to give him every chance possible uh, to continue being that great dog that he is. Yeah. The nice thing with the adoption is his adoption fee has been covered, so uh, if the right home pops up, you don't have to worry about the financial aspect, especially in this time, uh, as far as covering that adoption fee. Uh, fundraisers, you know, we're always raising money for uh, the nonprofit. But one thing I wanted to focus on, which uh, we've been focusing on over the last couple weeks, is we here at America Matters Media set up a GoFundMe page called Always Local, Always Live, uh, Reno Worker Relief. And what we're doing is we're raising money for those workers, those small business owners and uh, small business workers who uh, aren't necessarily W-2 employees who can collect unemployment benefits. We're talking independent contractors or, or folks who, you know, rent out chairs, salon professionals. And uh, so we're doing everything we can to raise money for those folks, help give back and, uh, you know, help ease things through, you know, with what we're going through right now. So if you head over to GoFundMe, Dot com type in always local always live or America Matters Media or you can go to any of our Facebook pages so America Matters Media uh, boy Rush Hour Radio Show Business Connections with Anita Reno Tahoe Tonight Show and we've got links there as well and uh, yeah you know we're we're doing what we can to uh, keep people up to date on what's happening with the local businesses here as well. That's awesome, Christian. Thank you so much for that information on what's going on on Rough Riders. We want to say good morning, Kathleen Hanley from Just In Time Tux. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you very much. Uh, Mario's out there listening this morning. We very thank cool. him for coming along with us. Uh, Blair Wall's out there in Warsaw, Indiana. Pearson, Indiana, somewhere in there. Somewhere uh, in Indiana. You blink, you're there. Um, but we thank him for tuning in. Really appreciate that support from back home. That means a lot. Good to know people are doing well back there. And, uh, you know, Eddie's joined us too. And Patty out there in Sparks. And we have Steve from ECS Development on the line with us. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. How's everything in your world? Well, you know, <laughs> as good as can be expected with what we're going through, I guess. I guess. Christian, where are we at now? 
Well, I mean, we're at the point where basically every state in the U.S. has been affected by the coronavirus. You know, there's more cases appearing every day. Luckily, here in Washoe Valley, uh, they aren't expanding as quickly as some of the other areas, but the more populated areas are being more affected than we are here. People are being asked to stay home. Non-essential businesses are being closed. Um, we're seeing deliveries, curbside service, uh, manufacturers engineering their machines to accommodate our current needs of masks, ventilators, uh, and we have testing now um, that can limit the need for personal protection equipment by using Q-tip swabs that can use in your nose. Uh, put it in a baggie, take it to a testing center, and it can take up to 15 minutes, sometimes sooner, to get results. So, um, you know, there's a lot of good progress, and then, you know, we're, we're going backwards in, in some senses as well. Yeah, and, and you know, everything's overloaded. Yes. That's the thing, you know. Unfortunately, this crisis found our weakness, I think. Well, a little bit. I think it pulled out the best enough in us best, as well. The best of the weaknesses so that we can change those. Right. You know, and uh, and we're doing a pretty darn good job of that. You yeah. know, uh, in any time of war, companies have converted their operations to uh, make missiles, uh, the metal panels that went on planes, all those things during World War Two, right? World yeah. War Two. Yeah. And uh, just want to make sure I'm right. <laughs> um, but innovation comes out of this, and that's what's exciting. Yeah, I mean, new ways of doing business. You know, as you mentioned, GM has uh, changed their manufacturing facilities to produce ventilators. The owner of My Pillow, which is you know mm-hmm. a huge sort of viral. Pardon the pun. Uh, you know, business. Uh, they're now producing masks, mm-hmm. and so it, it's uh, it's exciting. I to saw see Jockey what are doing. Um, on with the president that said that they're making gowns. Oh, wonderful! So Jockey has jumped jumped on board, and they did help out in World War II as well. I did see, I did see this just now that Carhartt is jumping on board to make gowns. Awesome! Yeah, yeah that'll be those. Are, they have durable. They they uniforms. yeah they make wonderful clothing. Now we're, today's show is going to be more about you know what we got going on in the current housing. You know um, we were talking about these rents a while ago, Christian. They're jumping way out of sight. All these things are happening. Anita had to move twice last spring, and we're getting settled in, and then this happens. So you know there's a lot of things that you know there was no instruction booklet for us folks. You know, and it's really hard to know what needs to happen in synchronization, okay? So when they came out with the stay-at-home, essential and non-essential, everybody was confused on what that meant. If we would have just stepped back a little bit more and thought about, okay, how is this going to be perceived, and then now let's present it, it might have been a little less um, frantic for everybody. Well, there definitely needed to be some more foresight on those who are making the decisions to have that information available at the time that they made the announcement, which unfortunately didn't happen, and as a result caused the panic buying and, and everything that we ran into. And, you know, now we're getting a little more clarity that we're, you know, a week and a half, two weeks into this. Mm-hmm. Now, I threw out there... Um, Christian on our for our watchers on Facebook to 
maybe give us some comments about what their mortgage lenders are doing or renter um, landlords are doing. Um, can you tell us a few of those comments that people left for us? Yeah, it's really interesting. You know, when we were talking before about rents and, you know, with the the housing boom here, there were a lot of unscrupulous landlords and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, people who were renting out that were just kicking people out so that way they could you know, retain higher rents. And, uh, you know, we're starting to see that a little bit now here with what's going on. And, uh, you know, there's relief in some cases, no relief in others. Uh, D, for instance, on Facebook said that uh, Wells Fargo is not working with her. Um, she may want to check back on that because mm-hmm. um, a lot of the banks have changed. Uh, yeah, because as as we go through this, things are changing daily on what the rules are. Exactly, and so you really have to stay up on it daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt says that banks have more flexibility. However, being a landlord himself, uh, if his bank doesn't give him any flexibility in his mortgage, he can't provide any flexibility to his renters. Not all landlords have deep pockets. You can be as empathetic as you want, but empathy doesn't pay the bills, especially if you mul- have multiple properties and everyone wants relief on rent. If the property is paid off, the landlord might have some flexibility, but every landlord is in a different financial position. Uh, You just talk to the landlord. Keep in mind that he or she is not able to provide you with any relief. Uh, It might just be because they can't afford it. It does not always mean that they don't care. That's true. Yeah. It's sort of a trickle-down effect. Yep. And Matt is in Irving, California. Okay. Uh, Beth is up at Incline Village, and she said her landlord gave her April as free rent, so she's able to pass that on to her renters. Oh, that's great. So that's awesome. And then Sarah's in Florida, and uh, I know her personally. She used to be one of my employees. And she sat down with her leasing agent, and despite what's going on in the world right now, um, but now we've had new things come out since she posted this, but she only made a third of her pay because she's a massage therapist and esthetician. And, um, she, you know, she can't come up with the full thing. She's got two boys, single mom, you know. There has to be, you know, when you can't make your mortgage payment or a car payment, you have the uh, option to maybe defer that right. and throw it on the back of your loan. But really, what do renters have? That's my point. Right. And it all comes back to what the landlord has. You know, if they're able to get that relief on their mortgage, which a lot of the mortgage companies are doing right now, Mm -hmm. then they can hopefully pass that along to the renters as well. Yeah, most governors are offering relief and they have their own, um, they're in charge of their state. So, you know, our governor has said no evictions, no late fees. Um, But I got a letter from my company saying, you know, we're going to give you up to the 7th without late fees. And these are the discrepancies that we need to talk about. Because what's the true story? Are they going to kick me out because I paid on the 8th? Yeah, and it's a case-by-case basis. But uh, You have to call ahead. Well, what if we're coming down to the nitty-gritty dime and we're just $100 away and we're not sure if we're going to be able to make that or not? Come on, give some flexibility. Well, and if they can't work with you over a hundred bucks, then well, I'm just yeah. saying. You know what I mean? Maybe half now and half in two weeks. Yep. You know, there's some things we can do. Lengthen the lease a longer. You know, give them April free and lengthen the lease by a month. You know, there's some things that I think that can can solve this issue. Yeah, we're getting ready for our break. Do you want to go ahead and give that keyword? So I sure can start do. Texting in? And uh, the keyword is shift. S-H-I-F-T. Thank you for spelling that out. (laughs) Yeah, because it, oh, yeah, no profanity, no profanity. Um, 
shift, S-H-I-F-T, as in Tom, and the number with your name, 775-237-2266. We'll be right back after these messages with JJ from Reno Realtor. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. Thank you for staying with us, uh, Naomi Dewar. Dewar, right? Yes. You got it, though. Um, she is with us, and she is with Ward 2, I believe, uh, City Council of Reno. Yes. So honored to have you here. Anita, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so grateful uh, to talk about some of what the mayor and our city council have been working on during this pandemic. Uh, We have been bolted to our desks and our phones trying to solve problems for our community. Uh, One of those things is that we've been trying to address the issue of uh, eviction, rent, mortgages, foreclosures. We put a whole position paper together, and I'm hoping to talk a little bit about that today. Well, I'm so honored to have you here, honestly. Um, We can't wait to get into that information. But first, before we do that, this segment is brought to you by JJ Reno Realtor with Solid Source Realty. If you want uh, to be in on the new listings coming available in our market, which is still happening, you can email him, (laughs) JJ. A-R-R-E-T-T-N-V at gmail.com. You can keep up with the latest on his Facebook page, JJ Reno Realtor. You can give him a call at 775-721-9975. Thanks for joining us today, JJ. Thanks for having me, Anita. How are you guys doing? Good. We're zipping right through this show, so I'm going to hop right to it. Uh, uh, JJ, we had a discussion on Monday about real estate market and in your expert experience, what can you do? What can folks do right now to help maintain their credit so that when they come out on the better side of this crisis, when it leaves, how can we still maintain on our goal? Well, most importantly, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to need help and are not going to be able to, you know, stay up to date with their mortgage or rent and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, if you can't. You know, you, there's there's nothing a lot of people are going to be able to do about the situation. So the most important thing would be to communicate with your lender or your landlord, of course, and uh, see if you can come with an amicable solution um, where it's not going to hit your credit. Because uh, what happened back in, you know, 2008, 2009 – there was a lot of opportunity after, um, after you know the bottom, the market bottomed out. So, if you can at all, if you're at all possible to keep your credit um, in good standing, um, it's it's going to be helpful for these programs that probably will come out. I mean, prices will probably go down by the end of this on homes. The interest rate will be real low at the end of this, so it'll be a supreme time to buy a home. Um, So, but, you know, of course that's if you kept your job and stuff like that. But I would would suggest, if at all possible, to stay caught up on your bills, and if that's not possible, um, communicate with your lenders, your car payments and stuff like that. I have friends that have 
have called. It's been hard to get through, but once they did get through, um, their lenders and and uh, landlords have been um, very, you know, considerate and have talked to them to come up with a solution. So, you know, if we all stick together in this and, uh, and uh, we're going to make it through like we always do in America. That's right. Thank you, J.J., so much for that great information. And we look forward to uh, having you on next week with another question. And our listeners, I know, look forward to hearing from you. And uh, we'll be in touch, I guess. All right. Sounds great. Yeah. Um, you yeah. guys have a great day, and uh, we'll talk next week. Great. Thanks, JJ. You know, we want to get back to our little roundtable topic here. I want to get back to Naomi. I want to give her plenty of time to talk about what she needs to talk about. Uh, she gave a proposal to the governor. We have... Steve Jones on the line with ECS Development. And uh, Naomi, I'm going to let you just kind of take over and tell us what's going on in our community. Wow. Okay, great. Open mic here. Uh, That's right. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I'll just tell you, several weeks ago, the mayor asked me, uh, she said, Naomi, I'm so concerned about how this pandemic may affect our residents. And this is before we even had our first case. Mm -hmm. We saw it coming. Um, She asked me to focus on the issues of rents, mortgages, and foreclosures. And what I did was I put a a quick team together, uh, people that represent commercial brokers, uh, residential, uh, people at the ACLU, the Nevada Legal uh, Association, the Washoe Legal uh, Group, uh, the Nevada Apartment Association. I mean, just a wide breadth, lenders, banks, private uh, mortgage holders. Mm -hmm. And um, they didn't endorse the proposal, but what I did was I vetted some ideas with them. And what we did was last week, we sent the proposal into the governor. And I have to tell you, I was so impressed that the governor selected many of our proposals to actually move forward on. And I just wanted to tell you what some of those are. That's great. Yeah. So the the governor said, first and foremost, no foreclosures during this period. Uh, He recognizes, we recognize that people are very strapped for cash, whether they are own a home, whether they own a small business, no matter what their situation is, this is affecting our entire community, albeit in different ways, but it's all affecting where we live. And home right now is more important than ever. Um, along with that, over 55% of our residents in the Reno area rent. And that's a big number, 55%. And so they feel quite at risk uh, if they have to continue to make those rents. What's their, You brought it up earlier. What's their credit going to look like? Um, what if they don't pay? Are they going to be stuck with a big bill at the end? Let's say they don't pay for three months. Are they going to have to pay three months of rent on one day? Uh, but uh, moving on, uh, the governor also said uh, mortgage forbearance. So working with the banks, um, you know, the state of California had done this with five banks and 200 credit unions and smaller banks. Um, the state of New York had come out with a no foreclosure. So I'm so proud of our governor to be right there in the forefront. Um, he also said late fees would be waived for borrowers and renters. So we wouldn't have adverse credit reporting. We wouldn't have late fees that are accumulating interest. And those are so difficult. And then importantly for renters, he said that they put together, and this was actually announced by the Attorney General, $2 million in a fund that would go to United Way in the north and the south that renters particularly could apply for to help meet their call it their nut, their, the, the amount of money that they have to pay um, every month. So I think that that was a huge effort by the governor, and that was announced on Sunday. Here we are. It's Wednesday, April 1. 
It's the day that rent is due for many, many people. Uh, there's a part of our proposal that I think I'm hoping that the governor will consider in round two, and that has to do with rents. Um, would you like me to go on? Yes. Or, okay. Yeah. We got three about three minutes, and I'll perfect. take you right down into the commercial. Okay. And we'll perfect. get Steve thoughts and get some final thoughts on the last. All right. Segment. Sure. So one of the things that we uh, recommended, I'll call it rent forbearance. Another way to call it is a rent holiday. Uh, we're saying that um, renters should should not have to do this one by one and work out all the details with their landlords. And I gotta give a shout out. Some of the landlords have been amazing. They have forgiven April rent. They have have worked out payment plans already with nobody asking them to do. I I can't speak highly enough about uh, some of our landlords. On the other hand, some, and I've had a lot of posts on my Facebook, have said, (laughs) you know, you better pay up or else. Um, Really tough. And so one of the things that I recommended is that if you have a landlord and they're going to get mortgage forbearance on their property, that should pass down to you in terms of a rent forbearance. You know, it's sort of a trickle down theory. I recommended property tax abatements. Let's say they don't have a mortgage. What could we do for them? Maybe a, a, a federal tax credit. And then finally, I recommended no rent increases during this period. I think it's so important. I, I really look at it as an anti-price gouging. Why take advantage of people during this crisis? And that should really go without saying. Right? It should, but I've already gotten um, posts on my Facebook, and I recommend if people want more detail, check my personal Facebook or my uh, Naomi Ferrino Facebook, and I've laid it all out. But the bottom line is people said my landlord raised the rent last week. I I mean, I was stunned. So um, My lease is up in May. So, right? you know, I'm, I'm really extremely interested in this. I already pay a lot. Right. And I'm saying... And my gate don't work. Right. And my pool wasn't up last year because of vandalism. Oh and I live, I live in a nice luxury apartment place. I want these things to work. I'm yeah. paying for them. Absolutely. So I think landlords on some... And not just maintaining their units, they need to maintain everything and have those things working. If I'm paying for that amenity, I want it. Well, a final note on that, too. Look, it's expensive for landlords to recruit new tenants. They have an empty apartment. They've got to clean that apartment. They've got to go recruit. They've got to do background checks. I mean, this is an expensive process. Yes, so I don't think it really helps the landlord to, to basically either threaten a person or actually evict them. I mean, the evictions are told for now. But I, again, uh, our proposal was for 90 days. The governor did it for the length of the declaration, which I totally get. But I may encourage him to go a little further. Yeah, that would be awesome. A little more relief would be good, I think, because uh, it takes time. The peop- some people have been without paychecks. You know, some people are still working from home and getting their regular pay and all that stuff. But for folks that aren't, you know, we might need that little extra time to come up with it and get caught and up. And it's still going to be two to three weeks before we see, see this a check. check. Well, this is my, what I was well. getting at. Yeah, this is my biggest concern is that even when we do go back to work, well, you got to work. Usually people get paid at the end of one week or two weeks after they've started working. I mean, that's more time. And so what I'm really concerned about is that this will extend beyond the emergency declaration, beyond people getting sick and dying. It will extend deep into our economy. And those are the kind of things I would love to see if we could address. Awesome. You know what, folks? It's almost time for another break. And uh, we're going to be back with Naomi Dewar from the city of Reno Council and Steve Jones. 
And what are you going to say, Rick? Send in that keyword. Send in that keyword. 775-237-2266. Yep. Well, and along with your name, and we'll get you a goodie from our merchandise store, which you can see at businessconnectionswithanita.com. I added more stuff on there, flip-flops now. So you got to take a look. And we'll be right back after these messages, folks. Thanks for staying with us. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. Thank you so much for staying with us, folks. We have a lot of great information coming uh, your way still. want to mention Jake Jimrick out there in Warsaw, Indiana, that needs a kidney really bad. Um, we're thinking of you right now and uh, praying for that kidney to come through for you and that you uh, stay safe through this crisis. And uh, we always just want to mention him and try and help him any way we can. But uh, we have Steve Jones with ECS Development and Naomi Dewar here from the Reno City Council. And um, we were talking about her proposal that she put in to the governor about the mortgages and rent and lending and different things. Steve, what are some of your thoughts on this? What do you see in rents do in the analysis that you have access to? You know, I didn't haven't really looked at rents, but of course, the last time I looked, you know, everything is up, 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 up. You know, everybody, you know, everybody has costs and so on and so forth. Uh, and I always hear this from everybody I talk to: rents are too high, rents are too high. You know, so I go back and I look at it and I go, is the wage too low versus the rent? Where where do we factor in what? You know, you you you, you got to look at it. I mean. You know, rents were going up, up, up until we until we until we came to this. And like I say, now that we come to this, um, I think Naomi is really, you know, say we run so we're like this for ninety days. This is not something that's just going to fix itself overnight. It's going to be a long term situation where it's going to take a while to, uh, to to recoup from it. A renter, if they if they can't pay rent for three months. Uh, it's the old theory of you pay now or you pay later on the back end, you know. Yeah. So you, you just have to, you know, you, you look at it. I, I, every, like I say, the analysis I see, you know, rents were going up and up and up and up. I mean, I think the average one-bedroom apartment in Reno, Nevada, was like eleven seventy-five, and that varies on, you know, because they use they in in, in the industry they use A, B, C, or you know, for class ratings, A being the best, B so on and down the line. So, I mean, you know, and then how do you establish what market value is? Who establishes that? And that's part of the problem. Is it as much as you can get? (laughs) Yeah. You know, but but going back, like I said, going back to this, you know, there's got to be some relief here. I I am 100% with rent increases. You know, it's like Naomi said, you have to factor in all all the stuff because it was factored in. But, you know, somebody gets a rent increase during this, and they're looking at it like, hey, Man, I went up a hundred bucks. How am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there, we could go on for hours and hours and hours about this. I mean, this yeah. is, a, this, you know, this, this is not something that's that's just one of those situations where you can chatter about it for fifteen minutes and, right. and you know, 
get everything on the table. Well, we'll have another show about it here in the future, I'm sure, um, as things go along and uh, things change. You know, even though I'm booked up till May, um, things <laughs> happen. Um, but I have a question, and it's kind of a little bit off topic here of the, the lending part, but there's a malaria drug out that's helping a lot of folks uh, from my understanding right and why is the governor so against that why does he want to use that i know that there was a man that ate some fish tank cleaner yeah yeah so is this the reason or you know um first of all uh, we have a very thoughtful governor and he does have medical experts advising him um that said what i particularly like about the governor is that he's open-minded and he's willing to change his mind and change his perspective for example during this Amer- uh this emergency declaration he's come out a number of times and amended or clarified or even slightly changed what he said last week or the week before so i think as the medical uh, advice and directives come out of the cd cdc and the fda i am sure the governor is paying attention and i am sure that he's going to probably consider a modification. I mean, if this is our this is our national direction, he wants people to stay healthy in Nevada. He doesn't want people to die. Um, I think his biggest concern was overuse. And I will share with you, the drug that has been mentioned was a key drug for people with lupus and other autoimmune diseases. And with the run on, I'll give you the example, toilet paper, eggs in our stores, there, there was just a dearth of eggs because people are staying home baking. I mean, all you have to do is announce something and, you know, there's a run on that thing. So I think he did not want to affect those that are critically really dependent every day to every month on that drug. Um, I am sure as that drug becomes available or if there's some kind of proof, I, I I have no question in my mind that the governor will reconsider and come out with something that makes sense for everyone. I, I wasn't involved in that decision, so I can't speak to it that well, but that's just what I've observed just about a our question governor. question from one of our listeners, yeah, watchers good, out here. Great and question. So thank you for taking time yeah. to, to tell us what you do know. Yeah, well, and that. I just want to say something about this radio show. I just want to um, express appreciation Anita, for, first of all, for those who can't see us, we're sitting 10 feet apart. Um, Secondly, uh, in terms of stay home for Nevada, this is the first time I've even been out of the house, and I'll go on a month. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I've been socially distancing for a long time, trying to stay safe. I only go out twice a week. Yeah, amazing. And Um, I try to do everything that I need to do in that day, so I know where I've been and what I've done. And, and you know, one of the things is, how how does this change our future life? Where are we going after this? And, I mean, I think that some of the changes are, look, I'm not a germaphobe. I'm a geologist uh, in my real life. I spend a lot of time in the dirt. Um, I get dirty. Uh, I handle rocks. I drive in faraway places, whether it's, you know, Alaska, Nevada, or South America. Um, but I do think that this this focus on being clean um, is, is something that will inform us all going forward. Um, this use of remote working. I personally, as a geologist, when I'm not out in the field, we're working at our home office. We've got everything there. We've got printers, computers. We've got the phone system. We've got plotters to plot our maps. Many people don't have that kind of equipment, and they're not prepared. You know, the school system where the kids yes. are suddenly having to learn uh, remotely. Uh, I get it for the medical school kids, the high school, and the college. Uh, the younger grades, I think, are having some challenges. And what I've seen is really innovative things in America where uh, they're taking their kids out on scavenger hunts, uh, looking at numbers, colors, Bringing back teddy bears. fun things yeah, that we used uh, to do as kids. Putting fun back in the learning. Yeah. Um, you know, and two things I just wanted to make sure I mentioned. Um, during this system, um, 
I have gone out and set up a whole volunteer network for Reno. It's called the Reno Sparks COVID Volunteers. Um, it's an amazing outpouring of people that using social distancing, we are delivering meals to seniors. Um, we are, uh, we didn't want the seniors congregating at where they're living. And a lot of them come together for the social sociality of having lunch. And so what we did was we said, we can't have that. The seniors are very at risk. Let's bring the food to them. And the response has been amazing. Uh, those same volunteers signed up. Um, another council member started a stuff a bus process where we brought supplies. Those volunteers went and delivered the supplies to the seniors. It was remarkable. That was just two days ago. I so- saw, I did see, I did see that stuff a bus project and that was pretty amazing. Right? A lot of people came through for that. Mm-hmm. The people came through, the, the amount of stuff. But then you have to ask yourself, how are we getting this stuff to the people? You know, right. like we, we brought it into the ballroom. Yes. Now where do we go? Right. Yes. right? So um, what we set up was there was probably 10 to 15 people that signed up through this volunteer network to deliver the stuff, whether it's to a group area or to particularly needy individuals. It, it was amazing. I would like to touch on our homeless because that's something that's very passionate. And uh, if you ever need a volunteer in the future for that, please reach out to me. Um because I've spent some time with, uh, I've met a couple here, actually, when I've left uh, the radio station here. And I spent an afternoon with a, a homeless lady. And um, I just wanted to know her story. And um, it just breaks my heart. But we have the event center now set up, right? right? Uh, social distancing is being practiced. Right. Now, are we going to see other, uh, we have the FEMA Yes. Uh, so Steve wanted me to bring up the FEMA. I'm so glad you did, because let me just tell your uh, listeners about that. So first of all, we moved the folks out of our community assistance center, otherwise known as the homeless shelter. And we spread out the beds. We put them in the event center. That holds about 400 at the proper distances. One of the challenges is them congregating outside the event center. They're used to huddling. They're used to huddling. And we have um, what's called the ambassadors downtown with the business improvement district. So the ambassadors have been working with the homeless to to educate them and to kind of keep them spread out outside their little family units. But on top of that, this is a remarkable story. So just um, on Friday, um, Channel 4, Joe Hart, uh, did a, one of the viewers called in and said, what are all these trailers sitting out in Sparks? And uh, I saw that story. And the very next day, I and other council members sent notes over to our emergency operations center and our liaison saying, what about it? Could we, could we deploy those to part of the response? And by that was Saturday. Sunday, our staff were out on site at the Truckee River Flood Management Authority properties, which those of many people don't know, but I used to manage that project, very oh. familiar with those properties, bought that land. Uh, the buildings have been demolished. The pads are there. And so um, yesterday, they started setting them up. And by Friday, they expect to be able to move people in uh, for a number of reasons. Let's say you have been di- diagnosed with COVID and you don't want to harm your family or expose them. We would allow you to move in there. Let's say you're a firefighter or paramedic or a police officer. And we are seeing first responders get this now. So. Right. Very important. They don't want to go home to their family. No. They have it, but they still can work. Um, there's options. Or they may be not working. Maybe they're we socially... Just a few seconds. Sorry. For um, 14. You're fine. 14 days. Um, you know, there's there's just a fantastic opportunity. And then finally for the homeless, let's say some of those get diagnosed with the COVID-19. We have a place for them to isolate as well. Well, thank you so, so much, Naomi, for doing all you're doing in our community 
We truly do appreciate it. And if uh, Christian and I in any way can help the city, we will do that. Right, Christian? We certainly will. Not only you, but all your listeners. All my listeners. All my folks love us here, and we're uh, very blessed to always be growing, Christian. Some things you can do, look into an IRA. Maybe you can borrow from that. Check into unemployment. Uh, Go live with your videos to keep you in front of your uh, people. And uh, grow that business even while you're down. We love you guys. You guys are the best part of our week. Steve Jones, thank you so much for connecting Naomi and I. We'll see you guys later.